0: What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a podcast that this time is about Call of Cthulhu. I am one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis. With me this week is Ali Deichman. Hello. Spencer Raposa.
1: Hello.
0: My lovely wife Tar Hello. And Ben, aka Puffin Forest. Yes, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and we just finished uh, an insane game of Call of Cthulhu. It <laughs>
2: was so good, very God, fun. Uh,
0: so I wanted to do a quick episode just talking about the the the, the, the game system and everything uh, and what we think of it. Because uh, Tara, you and I bought the this book. Well, we bought a Call of Cthulhu book ten years ago, and this is the first time we've actually gotten to play
3: it. <laughs> I I was super happy with it. I. It met my expectations I enjoyed this so much <laughs>
0: Same oh, yeah. um, What uh, Spencer, Alley? What, what, what did you guys think? As I know, you've played with Ben before
3: Yeah
2: um, We've played the previous edition But pretty much it, it felt very, very much the same I mean, Ben pretty much said that When we first started putting our stuff together
1: I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell you what was different <laughs> But it was all spooktacular
2: And very fun to play all around Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's fun being at one hit point for the final battle.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, you're starting with anywhere between 8 to 12 to 13 to 14. You know, you are. And it's 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 never going up from there. It's only going down. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ben, you, you've been running Call of Cthulhu for a while.
4: Uh, I assume you like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do like it. I mean, it's it's one of those, like, it's a really strong flavor. And so sometimes people chug it. It's like, ugh, ugh. And there's, like, <laughs> there's different things that people like and don't like about it. One, like, and I'm going to go through the list. It's like mm-hmm. one is that you're just a dude. You're just yep, a yep. regular dude. You're not anything special. You have no Joe backstory. Schmo. It's like... Or your backstory is like, I worked in a restaurant, waiting tables, you know, or something like that. Um, and some people really don't like that. And in addition, you also have the sanity checks where it's like, oh, I want to do this thing. Hmm. Do you actually do that thing? <laughs> and then, um, and the other thing is everyone had pretty high willpower because I had warned you guys ahead of time. Like, look, this is how my work. Cause the last time I did not warn people ahead of time and someone put a 25 in their willpower. Oh, oof. no. And they got screwed over so hard because what happens is something pops out and they roll it and it's oh it's a D six and they roll it to six and you guys got really good on the rolls really good because other times that I have run this game you a zombie shows up everyone rolls their willpower three of them fail and go running out of the building (laughs) screaming at their heads off because they just they're off yeah so
0: we got super lucky with a lot of yeah. The I rolls. It, it is not lost on me how lucky overall we were. Yeah, yeah.
4: Because you have yeah. to get you have to get a screw up the roll and then get like a five or something. So it is it is possible. There's like, it, for with with both group, groups you expect like twenty five percent on occasion of different fights. Like there's going to be some people kind of running off and some players just like hate that mechanic. They're like, this is so stupid. Like cause, I
0: I will say that the. the Actually, the sanity part is kind of my favorite thing. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't I can't tell you why, but I, I, I love that just seeing a thing has weight to it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, so many times in D&D, you know, a party goes into a, a room and you're like, oh, there's a freaking werewolf eating someone roll initiative. But this time it's like, how fucked up do you get from seeing that?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Another thing is, this is a horror game. Like, it, yeah. it is horror. And you the prop, brought the, and the horror,
0: and uh, well done. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it, and what I mean by that is that it's not like, ooh, we're going to do it, and you still have a mystery. Like, the at least, like, you can play it that way. I have played it before, that way, but, like, it is designed to screw over the players, basically. And actually, what mm-hmm. happens is, the longer and longer you play the game, like, certain mechanics are going to break down a little bit if mm-hmm. you try to play a longer character, because... Let's say that you guys bring back your old character, and let's say I were to restore your sanity, which I've done before and stuff like that, and you keep Mm -hmm. playing. It's going to be like, ooh, there's this spell happening, and your eyes are getting ripped out. It's like, this is like the eighth time I've had my eyes ripped out. (laughs) Yeah. It's not (laughs) like— No big
1: deal. I got better.
4: And so it, it expects you when you're bringing in a character, like, you've never seen this stuff. Like, this is really unusual. That was
0: something I I wanted to ask. Um, so, was this? Would you call this a normal like session, like that, like, or d- does stuff normally escalate this
4: fast? Okay. So, there's there's a few. Uh, I believe. So, there's different ways to argue about it because different people run different Call of Cthulhu. But to me, this is a very exactly what what happens normally in a call of cthulhu game uh there are a few differences with in our game which was that there's some debate about the lethality and i definitely know that there are some people who argue that no one should live in call of cthulhu like you uh. should get to the end of session everyone dies and i've and the reason is is because in a horror game there's usually only one person everyone else is dead you know or something yeah. like that or everyone in, in lovecraftian ends up in like either dead or an asylum or something yeah. like that. And so I've heard it argued. I don't necessarily like running it that lethal. Cause it's like, you got to give it to them before you take it away. You know,
2: like, yeah. like
4: it's gotta be on the, you know, if it's like, they're going to lose anyway, it's like, there's <laughs> gotta be a little bit. You know? mm-hmm. um, but, and then there, there was, um because I'm running seventh edition as different from sixth, Um, you have this luck mechanic and luck was kind of a controversial mechanic. And the reason is because it's like, Ooh, you roll this thing to instant die. And it's like, you can pay to not instantly die. And some people didn't like that as much. And I kind of didn't know how I feel. And one of the other factors of it is that the way 7th edition is made, you kind of have to put people in lethal situations earlier to get rid of that luck. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that
4: you kind of have to force them into certain situations where it's like you have to take that away. Because if you do not, if you just have an investigation phase followed by everyone getting murdered... People are all going to save their luck for that last phase. It's it's like the (laughs) dailies in fourth edition.
1: (laughs) I went through almost like 20 luck that session. Just just from like, I need to not fail this. I need to spend luck. I went to literally
2: half my luck.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the nice thing is about luck is it. It it's transferable from game to game. Like you don't regain that luck. Yeah.
0: I do like that.
3: And that's something that when you're playing a long-term game like this, I can definitely see being something scary where you're like, Oh, my character survived this last, the last session where we finished the thing. Mm. But now I don't have luck.
0: Yeah. No, like if, if since we were you know, playing recording this and just doing this one session, I feel like we were all very much more liberal with our luck. Mm-hmm. but like actually, if this had been a campaign I don't know if we would have been that
4: I forget exactly how the luck comes back but I think you have to like travel back home like there's some item or something like that I forget but it mm-hmm. is actually depending on the different rules like it is a little bit easy to get the luck back it, okay. I think you're supposed to get it back between the sessions so I think you guys were correct in using it between the session you know okay. for the entire session yeah. like yeah, that usage
3: uh, yeah there's a development phase where you can recover luck you can make a luck improvement check
0: okay. oh okay yeah.
3: But still, like that, only gives you only so much back every game, and that's terrifying.
0: I mean,
1: I almost Um, got through half my sanity that game, and I had the highest sanity out of all of us. I I did go through half my sanity. (laughs) I will
3: say, I was playing this real safe, as if I was going to use Douglas in a future game, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that we're not going to. But I had an idea. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I'm going to play this as if we are going to keep continuing with my character if he survives this granted he went blind
4: so
3: <laughs> now, now has a psycho thing about his arm well that would
1: eventually yeah. heal yes yeah
4: but still like that, that the arm thing yeah you would eventually
0: in two days it would be gone um so what one of the one of the other things i wanted to ask your keeper side yeah. um so you you homebrewed this one mm-hmm. which Thank you for spending the time to do that. We yeah. really do appreciate that. Thanks. Um, How do you feel uh, this uh, like creating an adventure for this differs from D and D, if at all? All
4: right, there's a ton of differences between the two systems. So the first thing is that you open up the book and it just says like, yeah, you can customize the spells however you want. Like just write them like <laughs> there, it's like the spells are just kind of suggestive that you could do stuff like this. More like and the reason lights. why and at, at first I had no clue why it was telling me that because I'm like this is you know like balance is important blah blah blah. But the reason is because the players come in with jack, they come in with nothing, and so the thing is is that anything you give them is inherently balanced because in D D if you give them a thing it's like oh how does this compare with this other thing? They always will be able to choose it blah blah blah. But because in they come in with nothing. If you give them something, it's like super overpowered. The next character, you just don't give them that thing again, you know, or something. <laughs> so or, are, are you saying that you made all of those spells? So some of them uh, were customized a little, each of them was customized a little bit. Um, okay. The ritual of seven cuts is actually the same thing, but uh, I added the fact that it draws out your soul into the weapon. Uh, Cause there was, legit. there was another thing which did that potentially. And so I was like, Oh, it's, I'm going to have this, do that thing and then but the other interesting thing is that when you pick a spell and call cthulhu it's like here's five different names that it has it's like <laughs> oh because like different researchers call it different and they don't yeah. know that another person has called it like in you know and this is called the sickening waste in this area but someone else calls it the rack or someone else calls it interesting the, the uh the flesh rotting of zin or that's something some like that.
0: attention to detail i love that
4: yeah, and, and so you can kind of, because you're only giving the players like four or five spells, you can get really detailed yeah. with like certain things. And you actually, you kind of have to get into the detail with the gore. And that's the that's one of the other debates of this kind of thing is how detailed do you want to get on the gore? Because a lot of people don't like it, don't like the gore. And the problem is that I think the gore is kind of necessary for Call of Cthulhu because yeah. if, you, if you cast a spell on someone, it does a D3 of damage. It's like, why am I rolling sanity? It's just a D three of damage. But when it's like, Oh, your rib cage is stabbing you from the inside. Like that's yeah. X amount of, I can see uh, that damage. And plus the other thing is there are, sometimes you'll have debates with a player as a keeper where you're like, this thing would cost this amount of sanity. And some people are like, well, this other thing cost X amount, <laughs> and this thing cost Y. And like, or there's debates when it comes to like, um, what would be creepy like if a cat came up to you and started talking to you like some players are like eh, i don't think that'd be that weird i mean it's a cat you know <laughs> <something>. and, um, <laughs> but it's talking yo <laughs> yeah but it's i mean but i it's a cat you know or something and it's something that you, you can
2: get used to but yeah it would still be jarring
4: <laughs> what i kind of have to what i kind of have to hand wave is i basically have to say like you know it's a role-playing game it's a, you know we gotta simplify things and the you have this mental stat, and that's kind of a simplification of mm-hmm. how this system works and stuff like. And that this is a Lovecrafting universe. This is not yeah. the a, a actual universe. Like no one's gonna hear a talking cad and get PTSD or something like that. We don't have <laughs> mm-hmm. that, you know. And so you kind of have to hand wave some of that stuff yeah.
1: away.
0: Um So with with, uh, with with Hagdath, is that did you take something and manipulate yeah, it? Yeah, it was.
4: Yeah. Um, I forget. There's there's a few different kind of zombie like creatures. Uh, that have kind of these weird properties. So I'm like, eh, I need this thing in this place to do this stuff. Okay. Right. And so I sort of had to combine a few different things. Um, but it's also interesting from my standpoint from balance. Because you guys roll your to hit rolls. My stats have no effect on that. Like, I don't give a... <laughs> it doesn't... They My mm-hmm. stats do not care. Because whatever your gun... And on the one hand, like, that's so simplified. That's so simple. Yeah. Because... I don't need to care about, like, I don't have to worry about your characters as much because it's like, you just have the numbers. But on the other hand, like, there's a certain level of customizability that is, like, hard to do. Like, you guys have advantage or disadvantage, like, plus 20%, mm-hmm. you know, try to adjust it a little bit. But, like, all I have to worry about is the hit and damage. Yeah. And that's they their HP, and that's kind of it.
2: Okay. I mean, kind, it's kind yeah. of nice, though.
4: I do
0: really like the, the whole... Ha- us having our target numbers having the the dcs the difficulty classes um <laughs> on our sheets and knowing what i'm rolling against um it, it it's somehow like for like for at least for me like kind of even more nerve-wracking than me telling a dm the number
4: and then telling me
0: yes or no oh actually I gotta that's-, be
4: like, uh, that's really <laughs> convenient that's something i i didn't like it is so convenient because you'll tell me a number in D, and then i have to be like let me say okay 17 17 you know pass fail yeah stuff like that whereas you just tell i don't have to make up a number you just tell me if you succeed
2: yeah i mean like in that case that's where i think the luck stat and like concept is actually really nice because at least in D, &D, there's the concept of playing behind the screen and i know ben you don't necessarily play behind a dm screen anymore but like Mm A lot of times a lot of DMs have the ability and chance and opportunity to adjust numbers and say, oh, that does mm-hmm. hit, or oh, that's only like this much damage. It works. Whereas like with this, if someone rolls a hundred, they're fucking yeah. failing. There's no doubt to that. Mm-hmm. Like, or if they rolled like a 60 and their save is like 40. Well, they know they failed. There's no changing mm-hmm. that. And so that's where I think I like the luck is because it takes that away from the DM and it gives it to the players. It gives the players agency whether or not they want to change their number. Mm-hmm.
0: The there there is one mechanic that we didn't use for uh I don't I don't know if it's in the other editions uh but and I know in 7th edition there's the the push roll. Oh, that.
4: Uh, yeah, I forgot cuz I I looked down I'm like, "Oh, that's a push roll. That's a thing." Yeah. And I just completely blanked.
0: Yeah, and, and like I, I almost brought it up a few times, but I, the way we were playing was working. But essentially, like yeah, the push roll is where you fail, and then you could be like, I want to push the roll. You get to re-roll it, but if you fail, the keeper gets to do something even worse to you Ooh. because yeah. of the failure. It's it's kind of like in uh, in Monster of the Week with the the hard move and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, like, let's say I was still in the closet with the zombie and I missed the shot, I could be like, okay, I'm going to push the roll and I failed again. It could be like, all right, the zombie just fucking mauls you. (laughs) (laughs) like Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. But overall, like, I do think that this is a really good system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good system for sure. I think it's just from like coming from our DD background, it's a very different game. Oh yeah yeah and you need to like Ben was saying have the right kind of mindset for it of like this is a horror game. this isn't Scooby-Doo trying to solve the mystery. this is murder and death and everything's yeah. bad <laughs> and yeah. you're trying to survive while figuring out Damn. the mystery.
4: And I, I definitely know that people can play it that way. You I know, was going to say, yeah. where people kind of ignore. And actually, when we played Indiana Jones, we kind of ignore the sanity mechanic mm.
1: until which, the very end. Until
4: the very end, and that it, it, uh, in my opinion, that one didn't turn out as well. It was kind of weird because it's like I kept having to have the Nazis miss you. Like I couldn't have a gunfight <laughs> because <laughs> it's like you would a die. gun does a d eight of damage. You're going to get yeah. shot, and yeah. then you're going to be in the hospital for a week recovering. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I, I I would say that like you know with this game season that we've been doing like if you wanted to play Scooby Doo play Monster of the Week, yeah. Uh, if, if you want a horror movie or like Dark Souls, you play this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one definitely is less forgiving.
4: Oh, it yeah. is punishing as all get up. It is the most. <laughs> it's one of the most punishing games mm. you can play.
2: No, yeah. But um, like, oh, sorry. god I was gonna say technical wise, like. As far as how to play, I would say it's very easy. Um, the hardest yes. part is probably just setting up your character. But if you find like either a guide online or a cheat sheet that you can help get somewhere, they're like, oh yeah, then it can make the character creation
1: process
4: pretty streamlined. Yeah,
1: like but. Ben well, set up the cheat sheet for us of how to make characters and that made the process so much easier. Oh
4: yeah. Actually funny thing, even the cheat sheet I did was was very custom because they they have the the quick rules and it was kind of mm-hmm. like quick but like a few are not quick. Yeah. Um because if if you play it by the book, everything is roll. You roll 3d6 for every single stat or something or it's like 2d6 plus 6 for a few things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. I just, I really like points. I really <laughs> yeah, I do like too.
0: I, I, I like how you had us do it where you were like, here's uh here's a standard array yeah. slot where you want it. And that worked out really well.
3: And I was like, Thanks. because of the math. Yes. Um, because in this game, I don't know if we've gone over it just yet, but there are half rolls. Like yep. there's a half difficulty yep. and then there's a fifth difficulty. Mm-hmm. And so to have nice round numbers to play with in that, makes a lot makes the math a lot easier versus having like a 67 figure out what's (laughs) half 67 good luck uh or fifth or fifth of that and so having a nice round number always helps and i would definitely suggest for newer players to go with the rounder numbers and then when you're feeling a little bit more experienced go for it well Mm
0: -hmm. when one of the things that like what spencer is saying about like it's an easy game to play Um, like, yeah, you look at the sheet and you're like, that's, there's a lot of numbers and spaces on here, but here's the thing, full disclosure, we, Tara and I realized about 20 minutes before we were going to get on to record, like, oh shit, because we've only played the the solo solo adventure, we actually haven't done real combat. (laughs) So I panicked, grabbed the rule book and learned the combat in five minutes. And that was mostly me reading.
2: (laughs) It's, yeah, as far as actually how to play. It's a really in that sense, it's a forgiving game. Because <laughs> yeah. it's
0: pretty Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's
2: easy to pick up.
4: Yeah, because it, it actually uh it comes from a very, very old school kind of style and format. Mm-hmm. And actually that was one of the weirdest things is trying to is I always had to explain to people you have your stats and you have your skills and they're not related at all. <laughs> they have no relationship whatever. <laughs> You have if you want and in sixth edition it was always funny because it's like, I want to be good at firing a gun. Do I need decks? And it's like, no, no, you need education. <laughs> <laughs> i a bum on the street. Like, you need to get educated in how to use a gun. That's what you need.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like but once uh, you once you get
2: past that character creation, it's it's all pretty kind of smooth from there. From the player standpoint, at least.
0: Yeah. And then when you start playing, it's uh, a mad maddening nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> a maddening night nightmare you can't wake up from. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also looked at my sheet right now and just remembered something. My guy was supposed to have T B, which is why his uh con score was his dump stat. I oh, forgot he was my supposed god. to be sick the entire time. Oh my god.
2: <laughs>
1: Jesus. This poor man. That was more of also why he was willing to murder I was himself.
3: Gee, <laughs> see, it's that kind of mindset that well, you approach. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, Barnabas! Now has TV. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you, you guys got through the puzzles, so. So, uh, okay I'm just sorry. remember the blue alley game i
1: remember the blue alley game I,
4: I remember i remember we got stuck but that was because i drew everything in green
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time we, with but with every single puzzle you were like Spencer god damn it.
2: was just like oh it's this answer and it's like immediately yeah
1: no it's- i was
4: i was waiting for you to jump into that uh that hole <laughs> like, oh, Spencer's gonna go in there. Like, oh, okay. Like, it covers with dirt. Like, oh, we can dig it up. It's concrete. Oh yeah. Fun <laughs> fact: one of Tara's like full,
0: uh, full on real fears is being buried alive. So oh, she, God. she was, n- she was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no.
2: No. Hey, you touched on a couple good like player real fears. You got arachnophobia. You got yep. the buried alive. Yup, I
0: got that
4: arachnophobia.
1: <laughs> yeah, Both you and Spencer. So yeah. okay. you
2: pulled on both heartstrings there, Ben. You got pretty good. <laughs>
1: And of course, that was the one scene I could vividly picture in my head. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I felt the the weight. I felt the weight of the the dirt crushing my. Head. I'm like, ah, oh, I, uh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no.
0: <laughs> um. Well, does does anyone else have anything else they want to say about Call of Cthulhu? Oh,
3: it's a fun game.
1: Give it a shot. If, oh, if yeah. it sounds, if like Lovecraftian horror is something you're into this is the game to play. Like it. Oh. oh, what?
3: Sorry. Also, I just wanted to touch on the fact, even if you don't like Lovecraftian horror and you like the movie, get out. Oh yeah. You, uh, can, you can completely change it to be more along that line. Yeah.
0: The, I I do think that's the thing you could totally do this sans monsters and still have the sanity rules and stuff like that. This, this is really just a good groundwork for a horror game.
2: Oh
4: yeah. Mm. hundred oh, yeah. percent. And actually there are a lot of modules that, uh, you run, and some of them, the monster doesn't even show up. Like the monster's off at somewhere else, and you're mm-hmm. just fighting like people who believe in them, and like maybe they might be a spell that casts, but it's like people are dying, weird things are happening, or sometimes it's just like they just want that lethality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, associated
1: I, with that. I mean, that's kind of what the you mentioned the Indiana Jones game that you ran for Ellie and me and some friends, and that one was kind of similar to that. It wasn't until Way later that we finally started seeing the actual, like, Cthulhu, like, spooky shit. Otherwise, we were just fighting Nazis, like, the entire time and, like, trying to get stuff. But we were still doing sanity checks for people's heads getting blown off and, like, the shit we were seeing... And what
0: are Nazis, if not real world monsters? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah.
4: This is anger rolls. The entire yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm th- trying. Another thing that's interesting is I think this game relies a lot more on like ignorance. Like the players have to have no clue what's going on. Like you yeah. can't mm-hmm. just be like if the play, if. If I had started and it's like, oh, there's a meteor that lands and people are like, oh, of course it would be, you know, it's the Mego. Like they always arrive yeah. via meteor or something like that. Like, <laughs> the problem is you have to like constantly change it up or like run it differently because you can't. It's like this game in particular relies on the players like you have no clue what's going up. Like the and player so, honestly, knowledge the,
2: can the, take it
4: down.
0: Like the most ideal group I think that a keeper could find for this is somebody who loves horror but has never read Lovecraft.
4: I I think it's also, you're just supposed to take, you're supposed to customize the monster. You're supposed to take the Migo and be like, no, this is actually, they operate like this and stuff Mm -hmm. and have that, like you're supposed to take, if you have a veteran group, you're supposed to customize it to such an extent that they can't, you don't want them knowing the monster. And it's also because the characters just come in knowing nothing. It assumes 0% Cthulhu mythos. And that, (laughs) you know, if, if, if you as a player already know all of it, it's really tough to kind of come in and be like, and it's mystery, you know, it's, it's also a mystery and so if the players are going around they already know what's going on it's it's going to be difficult um, yeah. there was actually two other adventures I had written for this that I didn't run for you guys that I was considering um, one was I was considering this one to be a lot more uh, puzzle heavy and then when we talked on Sunday I was like oh, okay it's going to be all online blah 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 we're going to be recording I'm like I can't use real twenty because I was I was gonna do this thing where it's like ooh you guys see this and then draw a picture and then present uh, it to you know, yeah. and stuff like that and it was like that I was like yeah I can't really do that and then there was another one where I was actually gonna run this as a murder mystery where oh. you guys go out to an island and there's all these characters there's like a girl who's like painting and she's mute. Cause she paints like weird fucking pictures and stuff. And then you're talking to the lawyer and the lawyer's coming in. It's like, Oh, I was just out for a second. And it's raining, but he's dry for some reason <laughs> and stuff like that. And a character dies and it's like, but they, you know, they, they were, it looks like they're dead for a minute, but the body seems like they're dead for 30 minutes or something like that. And so it was going to run as a murder mystery. Uh, we'll I will say, if you ever
0: do want to run that, and I are down. <laughs>
4: <Okay. Yeah. laughs> I and I am considering it. The one, the one thing that was a little bit of a downside that I was like, eh, I don't know about, is just because it's a lot of of talking, um, mm-hmm. talk, 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 and so it's it's very tough to keep track of all that information. And yeah. then the other side note is that in the Kulu mythos, you have like magic, and usually when you have a murder mystery, it's like, oh, this character did it. It's like, it looks like it was a teleport. How could they be in two places at once? And then it's like, oh, it was a teleport. They (laughs) They could be in two places at once because they could teleport around or something like that. Yeah. And so it's usually murder mysteries. Something is assumed to be magic and then you disprove it. Whereas in Call of Cthulhu, it's like, uh, like, it still could be run. It still technically could be run because you still have to worry about the spells and stuff like that. But it's just, it's a. I was like, I wanted to have the bog standard Call of Cthulhu. Like, none of yeah. this weird Oh, no, this, weird was, this, is
0: that, this was it. Yeah, this is a
4: good call, man. <laughs> There's a thing that's happening. It's weird. There's creepy manuscripts. You got to get to the bottom of it. There's a portal. You know, you got to have the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that was, and we have the shebang. And thank you for yeah. bringing it.
4: Yeah, cultists, there you go. That's... <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this bonus episode. Yep. Thank you again, Ben. Thank you, everyone, for sitting here and playing and recording. And uh, I appreciate the hell out of all of you. Um, <laughs> Thanks.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> um but yeah if uh this this is gonna wrap up our season of games so we're gonna be coming back next week with some form of episode that's not actual play so yeah. look forward to that i don't know what it'll be yet but we'll figure it out hey. and it'll be fun
2: Yeah, <laughs> don't forget send in those questions have you been playing D D online have questions about that yes send them in <laughs>
0: I would love to hear your uh, online quarantine D&D stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can send those into difficultyclass at gmail.com. And uh, we might talk about them on the next episode. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at difficultyclass. You can follow us on Instagram at difficultypodcast. Uh, Ben, where where can they follow you?
4: Uh, Poppin' Forest uh, on YouTube. There you go. All right. Subscribe. Go go,
0: go subscribe to Ben. Uh, Mm. See some funny Cthulhu videos about (laughs) people dying and shit. (laughs) Uh but uh yeah until next week um have a good game